welcome to a special edition version of Uncomfortable Conversations. We're calling this a comfy couch convo. See, it's normally uncomfortable conversations, but this is a comfy couch convo. The way it's going to work is that every two weeks you will get a a fully-fledged gargantuan uh, bells and whistles uncomfortable conversation an interview between me and a a luminary of intellectual life. Uh, And every other week, you'll get a a nice, casual little nibble, just a nom-nom, a little amuse-bouche, like this episode, a tantalizing taster of a conversation on a comfy couch with a dear friend of mine about some chatty topic of interest. This week, to crack the metaphorical champagne bottle on the metaphorical boat of this Non-metaphorical inaugural Comfy Couch episode, our guest is none other than Australia's second most beloved television host, the host of The Voice. And before that, what were you hosting before The Voice, Darren? I've hosted many shows, Josh. What were the big ones? Minute to Win It. Minute to Win It. The Voice. The Voice. uh, BBC One's The Magicians. The Magicians. ITV's Minute to Win It. (laughs) (laughs) I only say Darren McMullen is the man's name. If you're Australian, you know him. If you're American, uh, you may also know him. But I say second most beloved host because Osher... I think they were being fair to me there. I mean, I would be four Mm. or five, maybe. Well, I'm... Thank you. I'll take two. Who's the they... There, it's the me. I'm te- I'm telling you that you're the second most beloved. Great. And, and you, if you consider that a promotion, then you're welcome. Thank you. I'll I consider it. it potentially a demotion, but it's but Osher has already been on the show who, and this show, and I call him Australia's most beloved Fair television enough. host. Well, he's a lot older than me, isn't he? He, well, let's not malign the man. <laughs> I just mean I've got plenty of years to get. You still there. got years, but still got years. He he hosts Australian Idol yeah. and also The Bachelor. Yes, and also and all the, the masked the singer. subshoots of of the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, the Bachelor in Paradise, right? Bachelor goes rogue. Yes, behind the Bachelor. So, do you think he's sufficiently older than you that you're going to make up that distance? I don't think so. Oh God, it's it's a uh, yeah because he mean, he can't have more than ten years on you. We all have different paths, don't we? We do. We, we, we do, do have different paths. But look, the, you're here, and there's the voice, and then there's also a comfy couch convo on uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, and, which and, is you know, also a highlight of your career. Might want to look elsewhere than this IKEA Scandinavian style furniture you've mm. got for the comfy couch mm. conversations. You would think I need more a more comfortable couch. <laughs> it needs to be a significantly more comfortable <laughs> An couch. An upgrade is what you're suggesting. Yeah. Uh, today's topic of conversation on our comfy couch convo will not actually be the comfortableness of the IKEA couch on which we're sitting, but uh, social media. Because I de- So I mentioned in the last episode that I deleted Twitter off my phone Did and you? Facebook off my phone. I did, it's and toxic. then I, I actually have to admit that I had to. I keep re-downloading them and then and taking them off because it's hard to tweet out. Like I still need to tweet out, like this episode, for example. Yeah. Many people will have found it because they saw me tweet about it. What is? But well, how is am how I going to do you, that? You see? see, yes. What is? Why do you feel that need deep down to like share your life like anybody gives? Because I want people to listen to my show. I want people to listen to my show. But are you that fabulous that you have stuff yes. to tweet out all the time that yeah. you think people need to listen to? Yeah. This is why Twitter does so well because we live in a narcissistic world and everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're incredibly interesting and and grandiose and people should be listening to all their ideas all the time. Yeah, but in my case, I am. 
<laughs> you're, you're more than most, I would say. You no, are more than most. Here's what I need, Darren. I want someone to, and I'll get to what we're talking about in a second, but uh, this is going to be a little circuitous. What I need is for someone to invent an app that makes the output from my brain and into the social media platforms as seamless as the social media platform's own apps are so that I can, I can go, oh, you know what? I should tweet. I should tweet, uh, why are cats so ornery? They should be more like dogs, smiley face. And then I should just be able to tweet that out easily. Yeah, without having to have the Twitter app on my phone. Bill Gates is your man for that. He'd probably Once he puts these something. little microchips in with the vaccines, yeah. you, that one of the uh, you know the, the side effects of that, or not side effects, mm. one of the pluses of that is going to be you can tweet out things just in a moment's notice by thinking about it. I think Elon's working on it. Is he? He is. He's got. It's going to be a race to the finish. <laughs> so what was So since we since I got rid of Twitter and then got Twitter back and then got rid of Twitter again, what you've been encouraging me to do is uh, spend more time on Clubhouse. Yeah, it's the future. Is it? Yeah, well, it is. It is It is going to take off for a while. Essentially, it's like what we're doing here, but in very real time. Uh, for those that don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a live podcast where you can interact with the crowd. You can choose to give them an open mic or not, depending on if they're making much sense. However, I'm seeing a real trend at the moment. It's still in beta phase, so I believe they've got something like 7 million people, and they're about to open up to the entire world. And it was by invitation only. By invitation only. Mm. I mean, they're handing those things. Well, like, certainly, yeah. I've got I got invite. one. Yeah, no, I got one. <laughs> I got one quite early on, so clearly yeah. the standards were very low. They were very low. And I'm, But I'm told behind the scenes that Instagram's working on its own version of Clubhouse. So the topic of conversation today is what do we make of the conversations on social media? Is there any way for them to actually enhance the national intellectual conversation, or are they always going to invariably get toxic? And is Clubhouse a special version of social media weirdness? Because you've encountered also its more woke side. It's woke heaven there. It's absolute woke heaven. But, you know, inevitably woke culture just ends up eating itself up and cancelling each other because you can never be too woke. You can be the, the as far left feminist as you could possibly imagine, uh, and there'll be somebody else beating you on that particular day because you've used an adjective or a verb or, God forbid, a noun that is now banned on right. the banned list, and you didn't get the memo overnight, and that's it. You're cancelled now. You're done. Your room's finished. Your followers are gone. Uh, and but you still think Club, but you think Clubhouse is going to work or is not going to work because it's going to keep cancelling itself? I think at the moment it's very North American centric. I think hopefully. The the Europeans, the South Americans, and, and the, the the Pacific and Asian folk, when they come on, won't be as bananas as the Americans. There seems there seems to be a weird right cultural shift in America where everybody. So what you're saying is you're of saying racist against North Americans. Yeah, I am racist against North Americans. No, I'm not. I'm not at no. all. And that and by the way, and that they they should be the the. the the kind of rules that people live and die by during these open and honest conversations with one another. You know, uh, do I believe that my race is superior to another race? Absolutely not. Then I'm not a racist and I won't, I won't indulge any conversation in which you say I am. Do I believe that, uh, do I have fear or phobia of any kind of LBT 
cue or any initial you want to put on that. No, I don't. I think they should be able to live a free life. I mean, you're obviously homophobic because you got the acronyms wrong. <laughs> yeah. And by <laughs> yeah, the way, there would be a massive, there would be people that would have Right now, someone's just that. turned off because you didn't say LGBT. Yeah, this, yeah. I even heard this I miss my the G? I missed so the G. So my G's, husband, Sean, he always, instead of just talking about like the gay community or something, which as yeah. I would uh, colloquially, he will say the LGBTQI plus community even when we're in the kitchen cooking dinner and there's no one else around, I'm like, stop it. You don't have to do that in here. This is a safe space. I'm for all He's the like, pluses. I'm just creating a safe space for everybody. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Just call it the gay community. But what about the I? I don't even know what the I stands for. What is the I? We're in my kitchen. What is the I? Intersex. Intersex, right. Yes. Okay, well, I didn't know that either. But hey. You know, doesn't make me uh, uh, fearful or, or, or have a phobia of them and me want them to succeed less in life. Go forth. So I won't engage in any conversations in which I'm, I'm called uh, discriminatory against those. And I think you have to look at people's people at a core, right? Does this guy, at his core, does this guy believe that women should get paid less than men and men are a superior race and should be listened to more. No, of course he doesn't. So if there's any kind of miscommunication in what he has said, it's just that. It's a miscommunication. And we don't do that. The, the, the common sense is just thrown out. It's like these people are like conversational terrorists that are just throwing sand on every little thing you say so they don't actually have to listen to the point you're trying to make because it shuts down conversation and it's the perfect place for unreasonable, uneducated people to hide behind trigger alerts and warnings because he can just shut down any sensible conversation. So the response to that could be, well, it's all well and good to say that you don't want women to earn less than men and that you're not prejudiced against women, but simply sitting on your ass and saying that there should be equality has gotten us into the situation where we are, where there is still where women are still paid less than men and they still don't have the same opportunities as men and they still face more violence than men. So you actually have to do something proactive. This is the argument. Like if you're not actively with us, then you're against us. It's not good enough to be neutral. No. Well, well, absolutely. And if you're in a position to make that happen, if you are somebody running a business, make sure that the women are paid just as much as the men, 100%. I can, you know, any opportunity, if asked that question, do I believe in equality of the sexes? 100%. I believe that. That's my bit. That's all I can do until I'm employing people to work for me and they will be paid exactly the same regardless of, of, of their men or women or aliens from outer space. Well, don't pay the, the aliens from outer space the same. Well, I think they should. You can get away with underpaying the aliens from outer space. <laughs> Actually, you should probably pay them more because if they've managed to get here, they're, yeah, that's pro they're true. probably better. Probably have a, a massive family to support back and, in uh, Neptune as well. Well, they're also yeah. probably more efficient. I mean, they're probably more efficient, higher productivity from aliens if they've been able to get yeah. to planet Earth. Um, on the race question, it's interesting, and of course you would say this is a straight white man, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. I That's hate. the other thing, isn't it? Like I <laughs> just you don't get a place of, to no, say anything. Absolutely, and, you yeah. have no standing to no. have it. But but on that on that question of you said, do I think that one race is superior to another? That's the old version. That's like the old definition of racism. The well, new definition of racism is. It's probably being rapidly updated <laughs> at the moment. The dictionary definition of racism to be like everything. We live in a white supremacist culture. Therefore, we're all racist mm. in ways big and small, and the first step towards salvation 
is acknowledging your own racism. Or reading Robin DiAngelo's book. That's right. So <laughs> the this only way is to the cure Rob- yourself. Yes. So Robin DiAngelo wrote White Fragility, yeah. and then there's Ibram Kendi who wrote, uh, I can't remember the name of the other book, but the t- their two books have basically been on the New York Times bestseller list like ever since Donald Trump won election yeah. in you know for years. And this idea that everything – you read – D'Angelo's book, did I, you? I, I, yeah, I did. Because I, I remember I, you texting me saying, I'm reading this book called White Fragility, and boy, am I fragile. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> apparently, yeah, and incredibly racist. Yeah. Because I don't know I'm racist, and the very fact that I'm saying I'm not racist makes me the most racist person Didn't Sharon Osbourne ever. just have this? Did you see that in the... No, I missed that. I can't believe I'm better. I'm more up on the pop, pop culture, culture than you are. You're yeah. normally... Big Especially since reality. you're allegedly off Twitter. <laughs> Where do you get your news, Josh? <laughs> From my partner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's something he's obviously seen on the old Instagram. Yeah. See, that'll pollute your brain. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned last night that Sharon Osbourne's been cancelled. Oh, God. What because she, she went... Well, she was trying to defend Piers Morgan. Right. And she yeah. was on TV... And then people started peppering her with lots and lots of questions about race. Yeah. And instead of saying, yes, I'm racist, we're all a bit racist, yeah. sorry if I ever offended anybody, uh, she was like, oh, I'm not racist, I'm not racist, which is the cardinal sin. So now she's been cancelled. Yeah. I, what I remember people years ago when I said everybody's a little bit racist being up in arms about that. So you can't really win either way. No. no well, Because also... that would be the grab they would use as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Sharon Osbourne says everyone's racist. Yeah, that's true. But also it's weird because... The D'Angelo's and the Kendys of the world want – I mean they have two seemingly contradictory positions, mm-hmm. which is everyone's racist, everything's racist. We, uh, we live in a society and a culture that is infused with racism. So don't object to your racism, like understand it. But then on the other hand, they also say racism is the worst thing in the universe. Yeah. Well, how can it be ubiquitous and also really, really bad? Like – because that, that, be... that's in the second book. You've got to come back for the second book to find out. <laughs> like I would think that either racism is just part of the human condition yeah, and we have to sort of live with it and try to overcome it, understand our own biases, but not dwell on race terribly much and try yeah. to just treat each other as individuals, not think about, not uh, view our whole worldview through the prism of race, uh, in which case racism can be absolutely terrible or, and maybe I've just said the, wrong, said the wrong way around, but I think you understand what I mean, like either we're all racist and that's okay or racism is the worst thing in the world and we have to make sure that racists are excluded from society. Yeah, and I think it's probably going to be the former, to be honest, because we are all racist. We've seen it. I mean, I mean, Arab people are racist. Uh, black people are racist. Tribes are racist. Asian people are racist. There's a hierarchy within it. Like everybody is a little bit racist to another race. They think they are superior. And and let's face it, most people are more racist than we are. Yeah. Than than me and you? Yes, and also than people in Western countries. I I think so. Yeah. 100%. I certainly mean, the main, certainly the main you. I certainly, I think the me. I mean, you're sounding, <laughs> mean, a, you're sounding you. a bit racist, but I'm, le- I'm not at all racist. Apart, unless you're using racism in the racist in the same sense that we were just talking about, where like everybody, look, do I think I'm superior? No. Will I make jabs about English people? Yeah, of course I will, because I'm Scottish. Could some of those jabs be considered racist? Of course they could. But the funny but thing it's is, all done like, in good fun, as you mentioned, like. Uh, in Asia, there are all these hierarchies of people. You know, the the Chinese looking down on the Japanese, like the Koreans yeah. looking down on the Chinese. Like they they all have very. And for them, it's not just 
what you're what we're talking about, where like, oh, did you make a slightly insensitive remark that you know made a generalization <laughs> no. about somebody? Yeah. It's like, nope, they're fucking worse. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely worse. <laughs> yeah, they they don't deserve to clean the dirt off my shoes. No, so yeah, bring us back true. to Clubhouse. Here, so Clubhouse, Dad. what's Clubhouse I mean, got to do with all of this? Well, well, there seems to be a growing. Um, movement on clubhouse i mean the, as far as i can see the rooms within clubhouse and again for anyone that doesn't know it's it's like walking into a talkback radio show where you can choose a subject you want to talk about and any one time there could be eight or nine or ten thousand people in that room talking about that so it's good if you hey I'm, i want to learn about cryptocurrency or nfts or uh, growing a business or tennis or any kind of sport there's there's it's you were with me until I had you until tennis. <laughs> yeah, that's because I do want to know about NFTs and all that. Well, it's all and on I there. I do want to know. They're about all on that. there. I mean, think right. um, Elon Musk had a room on NFTs the other day. So, but there's also, I mean, the majority of the rooms that I'm getting served in my feed are people on Clubhouse bitching and moaning about how terrible Clubhouse is. Right. I was on my way here and I tried to ping you into a room, and the title of that room was "Should Men Be Banned on Clubhouse." I was. I thought that was in good fun, so I went in there, and it seems <laughs> that it was a serious conversation that ladies were having to ban men from being allowed to be on Clubhouse because they're 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 toxic and hmm. they talk over the top of people and they don't allow women to speak. Now, w- men were allowed to be in this room and on stage, but they weren't allowed to speak they weren't allowed to finish sentences and oh. they weren't allowed to even agree it seems with the females there was a guy on there who came on to say i agree with everything you're saying and i think that men don't have a place here and that no shut no you're, i want to just stop you there i want to just stop you there because you started the conversation by saying one of because the the founder because he said even though the founder of, of Clubhouse is a man, and even though your iPhone you're on right now is a man, I do believe that we should be... And the, no, I'm sorry. Actually, he was the co-founder. A woman co-founded it with him. And, uh, and then they all jumped on him for that. And right. this guy was agreeing with them. It was But he was, was probably mansplaining. Well, well now if you or was he an ally? All, if you ban- oh, God. Allyship. Ally. Don't get me started. Yeah, don't. I'm not an ally. Absolutely not an ally. Well, any... it depends on your definition of ally. And well, again, I go by the old school definition of an ally, but I think that's changed drastically. Maybe now. you're right. Maybe I do need to reclaim these terms because it's one part of me. Just like I was interviewing John McWhorter uh, for uh, on an, in an online thing. Actually, if people haven't seen that, you should look it up. It's great. It was it was through Quillette, the uh, the online uh, publication, and it was in probably October of last year. And you can find it on online. If you Google my name and John McWhorter, anyway, part of what John, part of what I was sort of suggesting to to John, who's a brilliant um, Black American intellectual who deviates from the convention. Are you pouring yourself wine? Pour a little, pour what a little this? Chardonnay. He's pulled a out a, a metal a goblet, cup, a goblet. Goblet. And he's got a he's got some Chardonnay. Little Chardonnay from Bizzo Estate. I'm a wine critic now, so this is all. I'm, I'm actually a wine critic. Yeah, I'm a wine critic for uh, the uh, the Sunday Telegraph. A wine critic, a wine writer, you might say. A wine so writer. I'm, I'm actually doing two things at once. I'm, I'm doing your podcast, but I'm also and you're reviewing, uh, a, reviewing Chardonnay. a Chardonnay from Bizzo Estate. It's actually rather nice, buttery right. texture, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So you can just claim that anything you're doing is work when you. Oh God. Talk about pretentious. <laughs> Sitting back in his comfy couch, having a comfy couch convo. It's definitely not a company his couch, people. He's, mate he is selling you a lie. goblet of wine, of yeah. buttery Chardonnay. You don't know anything about wine. Why are they paying you to write about wine? Because I, I can use big adjectives that people seem to agree right. with. Yeah. Do they think that the voice audience is going to be young and hip so they'll read you even if you don't – even if you're – 
are clueless about the thing you're writing about. I don't know. I think I think the wine industry is one of those industries that's a little like the art industry, you know, where bullshit. It's just full of pomposity and people like yeah. pretending they know what they're talking about. Did you hear about the work it. of art that just got sold for tens of millions of dollars and all it is is a line of code? Coke or code? Code, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, right. C O D E. No, no, I didn't. Is this an NFT? Yeah. Yeah, right. I did mm. hear about that. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. An, and if you don't know what NFT is, don't worry. We'll do a comfy convo about it. Token. It's and basically that, a Bitcoiny thing. Yeah. Well, Elon Musk was on Clubhouse as we were talking about before the other day, doing a room on. Uh, he was releasing an NFT that was a song about NFTs, and he was going to sell that. But he's since none of it makes any said, sense to me. I don't understand yeah. why are you paying tens of millions of dollars for a line of code for an NFT. I don't know what it means. Anyway, well, this well, is Gary Vee thinks a, it's the future. This will be a conversation. Where was I going? Well, I was just John McWaters. John McWater, and I was saying, should we just? I'm glad. Some, see, you're. This is what happens when you have Chardonnay kids. brain. This is what happens when you have kids. Your Sharp. Chardonnay brain is sharper yeah. than my child brain, <laughs> than my twin toddler. You got baby brain. Totally. Really? Yeah, it's a real thing. And so, also just work brain. Yeah. Too much work. Anyway, uh, enough about me. So I was saying to John. Another man stealing something from a female. <laughs> uh, now you're going to take our baby brain away from us. <laughs> Complaining, just listening to the complaints of two privileged white men <laughs> who don't understand what it's like to have a vagina. Uh, by the way, if you got rid of men off Clubhouse, would you have to get rid of trans men? That was going to be my question, but then I had to walk into this room. So right. that, that should be your first question. I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just dropping this bomb and then I'm off to right. chat to Josh. Will there be a genital test or will it just, just self-identification? I think it might, must be self-identification. Okay. But there was a lot of – even that guy who was agreeing with everybody, then he was getting attacked not only for you know claiming that the founder was, was a man, but he was getting attacked for not sounding genuine enough in his support. Right. I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but you're saying it in a sarcastic tone. I don't like the way you're supporting us. So it's not even enough to be an ally and, and fall in line and say everything they're telling you to say. If you don't say it in a nice tone, that's also. Daz, I want dismissal. you to create an alter ego who speaks like that on Clubhouse. <laughs> you would become like the toast of Clubhouse and yeah. just have her host a whole bunch of Clubhouses and in that voice and pontificate about how terrible men are. Welcome back to <laughs> Kara McMullen show. Okay, here we uh, go. So allyship, yes, and then John McWhorter. Allyship, the reason mm. I don't like that word, and this will get us to John McWhorter, is because it doesn't actually mean having the back of the people who you're trying to support. What it means is subscribing and genuflecting towards their, to, to their every idea about everything and essentially groveling and humiliating yourself before everything that they say. Uh, so if they correct you for having mis accidentally misused a word, then instead of saying, oh, yeah, but you know what I mean, like that's not allyship. Allyship is is essentially taking on board our religious doctrine that we've handed yeah. down to you and making sure that you comply with it. And if you deviate from it in any way, then having a sort of confessional sin thing where you have to say, I'm truly sorry, I'm taking this as a learning experience. It's almost like an old Soviet show trial or something to be an ally these days to where, you, you know, you're being, you have to be like, I'm sorry, I, I preach my, I pledge my loyalty to the party. And to, yes. Anyway, so that's what I don't like about the word allyship. So when I was talking to John McWhorter about words like allyship and racism, I was saying, maybe we just give up on them. Maybe just let them have them mm. and maybe allow racism to mean whatever they want it to mean and allow allyship to mean whatever they want it to mean, and just 
start using new words and just use bigotry or like racial animus or prejudice or something to mean what we actually don't like. Yeah. And then when they say you're racist, just be like, okay, well, that's fine. You, what you're, the, that that yeah. thing that you're talking about is a thing that is essentially meaningless. You're just putting a label on something that I don't really regard as I being mean, valid anyway. Or jump into the avenue. That's f- yeah, and then song. we're all just... Everyone's a little bit everyone's racist. A little, exactly. Everyone's a little bit racist and, we're, and none of us are allies, so that's fine. Now let's talk about where the rubber actually meets the road and talk about how we can make lives better for people who have historically been... Uh, Black lives be- better, obviously. Well, all lives better. No, Josh, not all <laughs> oh, lives. Oh, shit, did I not just say that? Not all lives. Oops. Cancelled. Cancelled. Yeah. Uh, so, look, there's a lot of that in club, And I don't want to – I'm not really selling Clubhouse hard. And it's you not, might, a, great, you, you it's might, not a great sales pitch. You might have guessed I don't have shares in the company. Mm. Uh, but it is a phenomenal platform to go on and discuss some, some, some great ideas with um, forward thinkers within that industry. Yeah. There is, however, a growing number of this woke crew coming in there trying to just kind of put a dampener on it for everyone. I'm not really sure why you'd want to hear it. La- I mean, I kind of get it, but I also think if I wanted to find out about NFTs, there are tons of podcasts that are well produced with smart people who are just talking about them where they're not, no one's interjecting and being like, but also, it's the patriarchy. Like, I could just, you know, why do I need a clubhouse? Well, you can be the, the moderator, though. So you you can actually choose. Yeah, but I'm an idiot, so I wouldn't know anything. I can't. No. Okay, but on a lot of subjects, you you are semi-knowledgeable. So Comfortable couches. Yeah, you're good at, you're good at interviewing people. So you could actually start a room as a moderator. What are NFTs? I want people to come on and explain it to me and answer mm. my questions. So mm. You can invite people up one by one and then boot them off right away. Because I think a lot of the problems with Clubhouse is people invite everybody that comes into the room up on stage, meaning that they've got a live mic and you have right. to trust them to hit the mute button, which a lot of people don't. Uh, and then you can have 100 people just kind of shouting over each other but if you can have one-on-one conversations so when people like elon musk or bill gates or um joe rogan was on recently and and thought it was amazing and probably the future of his industry and where it was going but they have very limited amount of people on stage that they're interacting right so you can control it and then thousands and thousands of people listening in real time and, and any one of those people can be, and it's not recorded. It's not recorded. So <gasps> wow. this is like, although anyone could be recording, anyone you could have and it. If it's Joe Rogan. Have, someone's recording. Somebody's probably yeah worked out a, a way to do that. Yeah. Mm. Well, technology. You what do you what do you mean <laughs> worked out a way? You just <laughs> put your, you just hold your phone up to an old fashioned cassette recorder. Josh, and that I would didn't do even the know job. how to work Google Maps to <laughs> get true. here for God's sake. What That's you, true. I don't know. Uh, before we wrap here, I'll just reveal to people the guilty secret about Darren McMullen's life is which is that you're a bit of an old school. You're sort of I think of you as a Hollywood starlet from the 1940s. Yeah, a bit Sunset Boulevard. Like you only call me and then, and then I text. And I'm, I'm, I've got a busy Can't life text. now. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Ten years ago, I was Darren McMullen, living in New York City, nary a care in the world, uh, no obligations, no long-term relationship, no children, enough money to play, and uh, I could call people all day long. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. Yeah. Can't be picking up calls from Darren McMullen at 3.12 p.m. I'm the Hollywood. I'm the old school on. Hollywood starlet. Yeah, you're and the you're one. using words like nary a care, nary- such. <laughs> Of the likes, but you're on the you're sitting by your pool in uh, in sunny Sydney, and you could just dial, you're just tapping pool. away, dialing people, and I'm texting you, going, send me a text, and then you don't respond for three days, and then you call me, and then I and then I go, send me an email. I don't even know what your email address is because you can't write emails. You just have to call me, and then we're to get here to the studio. You call me. 
while I'm here, just yeah. before the recording, and you said, where is it? And I said, well, just click on the link in the calendar invitation that I sent you, yeah. and it'll open in Google Maps. And you're like, in, co- if, in comparison to Central Station, tell me where to walk. I'm like, what are you, an 82-year-old woman? But the moment you or did, man, right? could be a man. Yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> Glad you didn't say female because that's yeah. that's a oh, that's that right. Someone got angry now. at you for calling women females. Yeah, didn't well, they? apparently that's what you call a, a a dog at the vet. I was like, isn't that a bitch? So you can imagine how that worked. Oh yeah, went that would have helped. Yeah, <laughs> female is on the banned uh, word list. Right. I had no they idea. thought it was a bit biological and crude. Yes, and sex, of course, cannot be. Uh, biologically judged no. anymore. You decide I would have your said, sex. I would have said, I won't call you females. I'll call you little ladies. <laughs> I'll call you a gaggle of broads. Yeah. Is, is that why, have you been banned from Clubhouse already? Is, no. that, is that why I've not seen you on there? Uh, so yeah, in, in wrapping it all up, yes. Clubhouse is a phenomenal uh, place. You should all go there. But, and are you still going to use social? Do you use other social platforms? I just, look, I'm a bit like Insta? you. I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from with the whole Twitter thing. It's so toxic on there. It, yeah. I mean, it just is the worst of humanity. And I think actually genuinely lovely people, it tends to bring out the worst of as well. Oh, I yeah. It's not really... that the cohort of people on Twitter are any worse than in the rest of us. They're yeah. generally like smarter and more plugged in, I think, because yeah. they're generally journalists and political insiders and so on. But it rewards the, it rewards caricaturing other people's uh, positions and slam dunking yeah. on people, and it's dangerous too. I mean, you know, I don't know now that you've deleted your uh, your Twitter account allegedly. Uh, I mean, can people still? No, go I, d- back I never said I did delete my eight account. years, ten years. And I just deleted the app stuff. off my phone so right. that it was harder to use. Got it. But so it's still there. You're, it, oh, it's all still there. Yeah, but you're so, right. I like so another, you can be cancelled for something mine, you said. Totally. Ten years ago, totally, which is no longer and probably will be. Uh, <laughs> and, no, I mean, it, it, like the, a friend of mine uses Twitter, and apparently there's a there's a, a feature where it can auto delete after a, a, a two weeks or something. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, especially in this ever changing landscape. Well, totally, you probably need it after a day though. Now, yeah, because words are changing by the day of what is acceptable. And what no, is that's not. right. I mean, last week I was putting on my big blackface cabaret, and now you're not allowed to do that anymore. So I'd better take down the ads for that. What was the lady? I, there was a woman. I actually, she worked for the uh, the Washington Post as a graphic designer. Sue Sue Schaefer. Okay. Do you remember that story? No. So you remember the uh, Megan Kelly story when she talked about wearing blackface. She all calls those herself years ago. Megan when Megan got Megan, fired sorry. from NBC for saying. Essentially, like, what exactly is the problem with blackface? Like, if you're doing it as she was, she was sort of saying, she wasn't saying like, what's the problem with mommy type blackface? But I yeah. think she was on the air on NBC and she was saying, like, if you're dressing up as Michael Jackson or or Tina Turner or something like that, and you put and you put yourself in blackface, like, is that the same level of bad as uh, as a kind of an old racist? Show. I think that's why yeah. she was fired, right? She was fired for that. And then a lady uh, who was a graphic designer at the Washington Post, Sue Schaefer was her name. She actually that week in an ironic way, quite a tone-deaf ironic way, I would, uh, to be honest, went to a party in blackface to mock me- Megyn Kelly for oh. not seeing how wrong blackface was. Yes. Uh, and I think, uh, was it the New York Post picked it up? Ran the story and then the Washington and Post she fired got her. Fired. She, got she got fired for wearing... Blackface as a joke, saying I'm actually Megan Kelly. Yes, in blackface. Yes, and and, and to yeah. point out how ridiculous wearing blackface is, and and how silly mm. she was for not getting that. Well, the good thing is that we all understand context. 
So, <laughs> Darren, it's a delight to talk to you. It's always Thank good. Thank you for sitting on the comfy couch yeah. for this uh, comfy couch instalment of non-uncomfortable conversations. Next week, a genuine uncomfortable conversation. Have a lovely week. Thank you very much. And busy with state Chardonnay is oh, what I've been up. sipping on. It's from the Hunter shut, Valley. This is not an ad. Lovely, unless, uh, unless I'm getting paid cash. I don't know.